Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Orchard Podcast, where we help you make a positive and sustainable impact for Christ in the places of greatest need in our world. My name is Brian Lemieux. I'm the executive pastor of Orchard Africa, and I am here with uh, Mike and Michelle Tessendorf, the co-founders of Orchard Africa, and uh, so glad to be here with you in the new year. Hi, everyone. Yes, hello, and happy new year. Well, welcome back to all of you who've uh, been listening uh, over the course of the last two years. This is our third season, our third year of making podcasts and um, and talking with all of you. Um, we've just had an incredible uh, few years together and looking forward to the year ahead. One of the things that we uh, we wanted to start out with is just to remind you that we'd love to have you be a part of the conversation. And so or, over the course of the next year... Uh, Send us an email, uh, let us know uh, thoughts, comments, ideas that you have, and you can just uh, email us at uh, podcast at orchardafrica.org, and we'd love to hear from you. Well, today we're going to um, jump into a new year and a, uh, a new topic as we um, think about those of you who are missions directors or people who... Um, love missions or think about uh, the vulnerable and care for those in need and to inspire and encourage you. <clears throat> and one of the stories that I, I'm always encouraged by, it always reminds me of how good God is and how he provides in ways that surprise us, is um, a story of one of our um, longstanding mission team members, mission team leaders. His name is Dave Durfee, and he's from Michigan, and he uh, has led countless uh, mission trips uh, for um, Orchard Africa over the last 10 years through one of our incredible partners, Mount Pleasant Community Church. Yay, Dave. Mm -hmm. Dave Durfee. And uh, I remember the very first time that uh, he joined a mission team. In fact, I was the pastor of the church at the time, and uh, looking for people who would be willing to go uh, to South Africa with me as a part of Orchard Africa. And uh, Dave said, I'm, I'm wanting to go. I'm ready to go. Dave uh, has been a longstanding teacher. He uh, loves kids, uh, devoted his life to education. And so when he was thinking about the mission trip, he, he said, I, you know, I don't have a ton of money to be able to fund this, but um, I, I trust God. And he said, I have this red Jeep sitting out in front of my house and um, says this kind of to God. God, if you, if it comes to it, I'm willing to give the red Jeep, sell it so that I can go on a mission trip. <laughs> the red Jeep was going to get sold. He oh, was wow. committed. And um, so then he started telling people about the opportunity to make an impact in South Africa to equip the church, to care for the vulnerable, and people started giving. And before he knew it, uh, he uh, he had fundraised his whole trip and created this incredible sending team mm. and um, went to South Africa on his first mission trip there, and the red jeep stayed in his front yard. <laughs> well, the story doesn't end there. He comes back and then next year there's another opportunity to go to South Africa again and be a part of the community where he served last time. He had a love for the people there. And again, he said, God, I'm willing to give the red Jeep. Oh, <laughs> the red Jeep was on the offering. I, again. I, feel, called, I feel called to go. <laughs> on the altar. 
And uh, he uh, put the word out to his sending team. And again, God provided. Long story short, uh, he's led maybe 11 years worth of teams, something like that. I think he just crossed a decade. And I believe um, that Red Jeep is still in his front yard, or I don't know, maybe maybe it's in the junkyard now after 10 years, but uh, he never never had to. Uh, Just God provided over and over and over again. I just love that story, especially as we think about a new year. Yeah. Something that just struck me is um, the Red Jeep. Is I remember one of those early trips that uh, Dave led. The pastor in the village where the church spent the week uh, brought out a red rhino <laughs> at the I end of the trip. That. I was wondering if Dave was like, oh, red jeep, red rhino. <laughs> God yeah, is working. He, he, gave, he gave it to him as a gift, that yeah. red rhino. Oh, that's so funny. You know, uh, we as a team have been um, studying Ephesians 3. It's... Uh, been on our heart, we've been looking at the scripture, we've been thinking about it, we've been talking about it. And this story of Dave and his red jeep and uh, the story really is about God's abundant blessing and how Mm. God has provided uh, above and beyond what Dave could ever imagine or Mm. think. Mm. And it fits so well with uh, Ephesians 3, the, the one of the closing verses of Ephesians 3, and I'm sure most of us know it, um, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Mm. And certainly Dave had God's power working within him. And we saw that on the Mm. teams that he's led Mm. and Mm. the way he has ministered and the teams have ministered in South African villages. But it it gives me pause and makes me wonder, well, what is this power that is at work within us? If God Mm. is able to give to us immeasurably more, it's not just what we want. It's not like God's a genie and we rub the the lamp and get our three Mm. wishes. It says it's um, according to his power that is at work within us. Mm. So, Mike, what is that power that is at work within us? Well, I think to answer that, we could spend probably the next year of podcasts. But in sticking with Ephesians chapter 3, Paul actually references the power um, earlier on in this in this chapter. And he says in verse 7, of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. And he says to me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given. And I think in the context of Ephesians 3, the power that Paul is speaking of in verse 20 is a reference to God's grace, which came to him and worked in him Mm. and worked through him immeasurably beyond what he could even dream or imagine, Mm. God's grace. Um, Sometimes we we, we tend to think that God's grace is, is God's goodness, God's giving to us or not giving to us what we deserve. But there's an aspect of God's grace which is powerful. It's a power that works, and it's a power that works in us. Mm-hmm. It's a power that was working in Paul, and it's a power that works through us. Yeah, that grace is a gift. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a 
powerful tool. But you know, it's 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 not just a power that comes to us. Um, Paul starts off earlier in Ephesians where he said he was uh, a steward of God's grace. But then he says, I was made a minister by God's grace uh, to preach the Gentile, to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And so God's grace is, is a two-way street. Mm. Um, Paul was made an apostle by God's grace, but he was also made an apostle for God's grace. And that's true for all of us. We've all been rescued. We've all been changed. We've all been transformed by the power of God's grace. But it doesn't stop there. That grace then works its way through us and out of us to love and, and, and have compassion with others. It's like dropping a rock in, in a pond. Um, initially, there's a splash. Hmm. And I think that speaks of God's grace coming to us where when our lives get radically changed or transformed in some way, it creates a splash because something significant happens. But it doesn't stop with the splash. After the splash, the pond ripples. And those ripples just seem to keep going on and on and on and spreading wider and wider and wider. And that's God's power. It's, 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 grace ripples. God's power has a ripple effect. It yes. comes to us and then it goes through us. Right. It, it, you know, in the context of our ministry, I'm uh, reminded of um, an incident that happened while we were in the United States. We were visiting um, and we were uh, guests at some churches. And you were invited to speak at a Christian publishing house at a chaplain's meeting. Yeah. Um, a very small chaplain's meeting. It wasn't anything grand or great. And uh, one of the people from the congregations we were ministering at said, come along and um, come share what you're doing. And you did. You, you shared about Orchard Africa and the work that we were doing at the time you were pastoring the church. And sitting in the audience was a single mom. Mm. And she was listening to what you had to say. And she went to her youth pastor after the meeting. And her youth pastor happened to be looking to take his youth group somewhere in Africa on a mission trip. And so she said to him, oh, I met this guy from Africa today. He was speaking at our company. Uh, maybe you should meet him. Well, Again, to make a long story short, as you said, Brian, earlier, that youth pastor, number one, is now uh, and has been in full-time missions work, teaching and preaching to thousands of pastors. Mm. But he introduced us through his church that he was ministering to, to a church who has now become uh, one of our largest and most long-standing church partnerships. Literally thousands of people have come to, to South Africa to serve, and I would say tens of thousands of lives mm -hmm. have been affected by the partnership of that church. Mm. And it started with one young woman, a single mom. She could have, for example, said, what can I do? I'm a single mm. mother. I've got nothing to offer. Mm. But she let her ripple count. Mm. 
she did some things that she was able to do. And the ripple effects of that has been phenomenal. And I will never forget that. Um, just how grace ripples. The grace that she had to go and speak to her pastor. It ripples. Mm. Grace ripples. Mm. It continues to ripple all the time. Mm. I love that <clears throat> that idea, grace ripples. And the whole idea of you never know how much impact one moment has. Right. And what God wants to do with what might seem like an ordinary moment. And you said, Michelle, that maybe you feel like you don't have a lot to offer and you see somebody else who has all kinds of other gifts or money or influence. And yeah. God has everything he needs. He's not needing the most gifted. He's just looking for obedience and faithfulness. Mm. And I love that picture of one woman in a moment at a meeting and she responds. Yeah. And, you know, when Jesus first came on the scene, one of the first messages was, and you look in the Gospel of Mark, kind of the first thing in red there in the Gospel of Mark <laughs> is... Um, this idea that the kingdom is near. The time has come. The mm -hmm. kingdom of God is near. And the kingdom of God is something that starts small, usually. You look at how Jesus led. He's, he started with small moments and individual lives. And uh, that the kingdom starts small, but then has exponential impact. Mm. Jesus told the parable of the the kingdom uh being like a mustard seed and it's the smallest of all seeds in fact i remember one time i was teaching on this uh and i brought a mustard seed up on the stage to be my <clears throat> illustration and when it came point at that point in the story i couldn't find it because it was so small so i was looking in all my pockets <laughs> and i was looking on my oops stand and uh i was like well the point is made. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. very, very small. You can't, you can't even see it. And then he says this: that what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his garden, and it grew and became a tree. And even the birds perched in its branches. Mm. And so, mm. from a little tiny seed, you can—it's only like a grain of sand—grows uh, into a little scraggly weed, and then eventually into this tree that's far-reaching and has branches that uh, now birds can even rest in and yeah. starts start small, but the impact is incredible. It's huge. God's grace, uh, God's power that we're talking about really has no favorites. There's, there's no hierarchy. Mm. Um, his power is able to work through us, mm. all of us, even though we may think we're the least, mm. we're insignificant, we don't have money, We've, we're a church with a small missions budget, we don't have a lot of people interested, but God's power is able to work even through that, mm -hmm. the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that analogy of the mustard seed because as she says, it's so small that pastors tend to lose it when they're on the book. <laughs> <laughs> How not to do a sermon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
it grows into this massive tree and then you know the tr- the, the birds that are sitting in the tree it just a, a, a huge tree like that when you um, look at some of like the redwood forests or you look at some trees in South Africa in one of the oldest farming estates um, there's a tree that I love to go and visit it's hundreds of years old and its branches reach out so far and it's so beautiful that mm. when you stand under the tree it's almost like you're in a world on your own uh, it's just so gorgeous and that made me think of these uh, birds that you you stand under the tree and you hear the birds chattering and it, it's like a refuge from everything and it it reminds me that this this tree was planted generations ago Mm-hmm. This tree is hundreds of years old and mm-hmm. it's been on that farm and has been planted generations ago. And if we go back to the scripture that I initially started with, uh, the very last uh, verse of Ephesians 3, it goes on to say, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. The power of grace, this grace that ripples, goes on from generation to generation. Uh, it doesn't stop. It, it multiplies. The ripple mm. just keeps going. It's eternal forever and ever. And the things that we do, which seem so small and so insignificant, just keeps going on. Uh, I'm sure every one of us in ministry or uh, just in our own personal life, can think of small things that we've done or have been done to us that had a ripple effect that went on and on Mm. and on. Mm. You know, I think um, of one of the the families that we started feeding at the very, very first feeding project in South Africa in Top Village, uh, uh, a family of four children. And... All we did was provide them with food. All we did was have our pastor play soccer with them. All we did was help them with their homework. These are really small things in and of themselves. But the ripple effect of that has gone on generation to generation. All four of these family members are now doing significant jobs in South Africa. Uh, the youngest of them is one of the, I would say, leading broadcasters. Hmm. This is a kid that was at our feeding project who now has the voice or has a voice to the entire country who listen to him. And I think of the ripple effects of that when all we did was provide food mm. and help with homework. And sometimes we think that these small in, insignificant things that we do, they're just small. The grace of God is powerful and it goes on mm. from generation to generation forever and ever. And I'm thinking of that ripple effect of that stone, that rock in the pond. Mm. It just keeps mm. rippling. Mm. And in God's kingdom, it, it doesn't stop. You mentioned the an insignificant moment or a moment you don't think about and and how God uses those. There's a great story of someone who volunteered at our um, our Zoolites fundraiser this 
this past fall, which uh, is the gathering in the orchard community, and we have the opportunity to make an impact together and raise some funds to um, equip the church to care for the vulnerable. One of the volunteers there, um, her name was uh, Lauren, and Lauren was uh, leading part of our kids program. This year we had uh, a program for adults and then a program for kids to help them understand about the impact that they can make in their life and missions. And so she was helping the kids learn about how God has called them to make their own ripples. And and it's just fascinating to me. Uh, I, I learned a little bit about how Lauren ended up there at that fun, uh, that fundraiser, that event. And it started all the way back uh, many, many, many months prior to that. She's a uh, student at Grand Canyon University. And somebody there made a... Instagram post that uh, advertised a missions fair. So took a few minutes, sent the post out, and then this young uh, woman named Lauren um, ends up at this mission fair, walks past the table, uh, and meets uh, meets a volunteer there, uh, my daughter, Chloe, and uh, and Lauren says, um, uh, tell me, uh, tell me about the opportunity to serve, but I'm not really interested in doing any missions. So she's like, I, I'm not interested in missions. I said, well, you, you should come to a small group and find out a little about, uh, missions. There's a group related to that on GCU's campus. Oh, okay. I, I may not come. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. So that she, she ends up there. And has a great experience. And then at the end, I think she says, uh, I may not come back. <laughs> so, but she comes I can, back. I can just see God rubbing his hands together and going, yep. <laughs> so then she comes back. And um, o- over uh, a few weeks, uh, ends up deciding to be a part of uh, the Grand Canyon University mission trip with us in uh, in South Africa. So she ends up in Africa and uh, is a part of impacting a whole bunch of uh, amazing kids in Kailicha and the community and she comes back and then continues to grow and then the next summer she ends up in Europe and doing missions. I and <laughs> then uh, she ends up at our event and she's teaching little kids about living mm. in living on mission. And it just makes me think of just that one moment someone made a simple post on Instagram, not even knowing who would respond. And then it it leads to impact in South Africa. It leads to impact in Europe. It leads to impact in these little kids' lives who are growing up. And you know what I was thinking about as you were telling that story is one of the little kids or four of the little kids who she's having an impact on are my grandkids. Mm. I mean, my children were impacted through our ministry at the feeding projects, and uh, they grew up knowing that this is what mom and dad do. We we help, uh, and yet generation to generation, are my grandkids mm. sitting in mm. that room with her and packing supplies for children in Africa, and. The ripple effects just keep going from generation to generation. Mm. I love that so much. Mm. It's wow. full circle. It does. Mm. It does. But, you know, speaking of little things, um, the mustard seed, uh, the, lady, the single mom, 
maybe one of the biggest ripples ever is this theme that uh, Paul keeps coming back to in, in, in uh, this chapter is the church, the church, mm. the church. He's in prison, but he's thinking about the church. He's, he's afflicted, but he's praying for the church. Um, he's, he's, he says, uh, the grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light to everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages, generations, mm -hmm. in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Uh, the church. The church started when one man surrendered his life and died on a cross and then rose three days later from the dead. Um, at the time, he was forsaken by those closest to him. Mm. Uh, the leaders of the day despised him, and yet he died and rose again. And that was the birth of the church, the resurrection of one man. Mm. And now, the, the, the scripture says, now, through the church, generations down the road, through the church, God is making known his wisdom, his manifold wisdom, his unsearchable wisdom, to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. That speaks of the life as we know it, but it speaks of the realm of the spirit, the, 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 the world that we can't see. And it started with one man mm. giving his life. Uh, talk about a ripple. Mm. Right. I, I love that. The image of the church is eternal and everlasting and the growth. It's, it's organic and dynamic and all of those things. Um, it's just so beautiful. Started by God through one man, Jesus Christ. Mm. It's wonderful. Mm. Um, perhaps in wrapping up today's conversation, we can sum up with some thoughts. And I think for me, the one thought that um, is significant for me, and I'd like to encourage people out there listening, if you're a, a, a church leader in some way, if you lead a small group, if you lead your family, if you're a single mom, it, whatever, small things are never small things. Mm -hmm. mm. That's good. We think about the widow's offering. We think about that child's lunch that was multiplied. We think about the single mom at a chaplain's meeting. Small things are never small things. Mm. Yep, even the smallest stone creates a ripple. Yep. Mm. For me, I think a, a overarching thought is ministry is never just transactional it is always relational um, I think sometimes when we think about ministry or as, as ministry leaders planning uh, a ministry trip or a missions trip or putting a team together the people that we plan to go to sometimes become objects of our ministry 
recipients. Yeah. Mm. And we just see them as recipients, as beneficiaries. Mm. Mm. But Paul speaks here of a family, a family that is named, a family that is, has a father. Mm. And that family is, is the church. And I think we should always keep in mind that whatever ministry we are striving for, whatever way God's grace is working through us, however we are seeking to cause his power to ripple, it's always relational. And because it's relational, it becomes generational. Never stops with just a single transaction. And I think, mm. for me, that's something which should be a guiding thought for everybody in ministry and who are wanting to serve a ministry. You're involved in a family business here. Mm. Mm. I love that. You know, it makes me think mm. about this Christmas season that's just passed where airlines were really struggling and people were stranded at airports at Christmas time trying to get to their families. Not one of them went on that journey thinking, oh, well, I'm going off and there's a recipient out there that needs my gift. No, they're thinking I need to go to my family and I want to share this right. gift with them and I will right. go through all mm -hmm. the hardship necessary to get to my family. It wasn't a transactional, never is a transactional gift. It's a relational mm -hmm. gift. And the ripples of impact, it's, all, it's always people. Yes. One person impacting another person impacting another person that kingdom's expansion is always about the expansion yes. through people people and through god people. could have done it other ways but he decided the church would be the vehicle yeah. for the transformation of the world and that always happens through people and so this this idea of grace ripples i think that's a statement that we should Write down and put it on our dashboard so that we can see yeah. it. For just the rest to remind of this us year, of, grace ripples. We never know what a moment's going to do. We never know what uh, one act of intentionality is going to to lead to. And then the broader thought for me is not only through God's grace will He make ripples through me, but imagine if we could help others see that that reality is for them as well imagine if we could have a whole community of ripple makers uh, you know the picture i have in my mind is you know if you've ever been outside near a lake and it starts to rain and that first few drops you see the ripples in the lake and you you see the the way that the ripples are going out each drop at a time but then when the rain really lets loose the way that that uh, impacts the whole lake and you see more ripples than you can measure mm. uh, all over the lake and i i see that as god's vision mm, I love through that. the church that the ripples would be immeasurably more you know it'd be more than we could ever yeah. ask or even yeah. imagine and uh so if you're a single mom, you're a ripple maker. You're, you can help others see that they can make a mm -hmm. ripple. Uh, if you're a, a leader and you've got uh, people that you're uh, responsible for, you have the opportunity to help them see that vision. If you're a pastor, you have the mm -hmm. opportunity for your congregation. If you're a parent, uh, if you are generous, you have the opportunity to make ripples mm -hmm. uh, 
across the world. Yeah, that's good. And so as we start a new year, that's a theme that we we want to hold tight to is how God wants to do immeasurably more as we uh, receive his grace and make ripples. So uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks for being a part of this community and this conversation. Again, we'd love to hear your thought, your comment. Uh, uh, let us know. Send us an email. Yeah. Otherwise, look forward to having you tune in again uh, next time as we continue this conversation in 2023. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Um, make some ripples. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.